Yo, 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 what's going on, man? Welcome to Starks and Smarks, episode four. You are you are in now here with your boy, Ari Starks, just coming off a crazy episode of AW Dynamite. We had a pretty good three first three days of the uh, first half of the week. Monday Night Raw was really dope, man. H is just knocking these episodes off the park. Uh, NXT Worlds Collide build is building up pretty nice. More matches are being added to that card. And the AW All Out build is just getting crazy. Whether from changes from the before or new matches added and all of this craziness. All Out is they wilding the fuck out. That's what I will say. But let's start right there, though. Let's start with AEW, with that being the most fresh on my mind right now. And I want to start. Let's go and start with that. Uh, supposed to be main event, but ended up getting changed. CM Punk versus John Moxley. What the fuck was that? Um, straight up and down, like, yo, I was confused since last week i mean y'all have heard my grievances on it on different podcasts or mine or or on uh other podcasts i'll get your bars off podcast go check that joint out shameless plug but yeah i've been so confused on the match being this early since they were we were scheduled for it to possibly well it looked like it was going to happen at all out but we end up getting it this week on dynamite and then for them to do it at the top of the second hour, not even the main event. What's going on, Tony? I don't know, bro. This is looking really crazy. Um, and then for that, on top of it being changed from all out to it being on dynamite, and then it only being a squash match. What are we doing here, bro? Like, what are we doing here? Um I mean, if we, it's a lot of things that sounds like it's not really a work or, I mean, it's, it's, it is a work, but a lot of people thinking it was because of a meeting that they had earlier that day. So let's talk about that real quick. So AW had an impromptu meeting with the uh workers and or the wrestlers and the staff and newly appointed staff and all of that nature just explaining people's roles and the whole miscommunication between staff and the wrestlers a lot of those things were being addressed but those were the only things that was told to media now the homies and such been you know what I'm saying, pretty much speculating that that meeting could have been about cm punk and his outbursts last show with CM, well, avert going against Hangman Page and things of that nature. Now, that's just speculating. But given how this match turned out, who's to say this can't be a punishment for Punk coming off of that? You know, like with that, the whole. I mean, it's been a lot of rumors and shit going out and who's to know what's true and what's not but i can definitely see this as some type of punishment or some type of repercussion of what's been happening this past week because you're not about to tell me a dude who was literally probably one of the most over dudes upon his return 
He gets the title. It's a big moment in all of that nature. But, I mean, he gets injured. Yeah, he gets injured. I mean, life happens. But we were waiting for that return. We were waiting for him and Moxley to have that collision course. And it happened. But for it to go down like this? I don't know, Chief. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Summer Punk got great value real quick. That shit got... It crashed and burned nastily. Like, so... And I'm gonna keep it tall. Like, this this summer was all about Moxley. In my opinion, it was all about Moxley. And you know what I'm saying? You gotta reward him for that. He's been on his job. Since they gave him that title, he's been on his job. The man has beat Tanahashi this year and CM Punk in a squash match at that. You're not telling me John Moxley is not, you know what I'm saying, that dude right now. But neither here nor there. This was just really confusing on how this came about. They're calling this one of the biggest matches in AEW history. People were going crazy with his face-offs. Saying it was Rock and Austin level. All of this crazy nature. But when it came down to it, CM Punk got smoked. Boots smoked immensely. So what are we doing with that? I don't know. Y'all got to tell me. Y'all got to tell me. Roll up a spliff? No lighter. That sucks. But yeah, dog. This is just this is just bad booking. I I, I don't know what to say other than that, other than it being bad booking. Cause what else can we chop it up as? I mean, I'm not I'm not entertained. I'm more so confused. And it's not even a like cool confusion like, oh, I gotta tune in next week. I gotta tune in next week. Nah, I'm it's not that I'm not gonna tune in next week. It's just more so. That just left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm, I'm gonna be all the way honest. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to accept that. I don't know how you want me to accept that. That was that was nasty. That was nasty. Pardon me, give me one second. I'll be right back. Yeah, back to what I was saying though, it's just I'm highly confused on why I'm highly confused on why promote this match 
so heavily like this just to have a squash match i'm 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 totally confused totally confused but i mean where do we go from here where a lot of people are talking about they were waiting on an mjf return all of these things and none of that come to fruition so it really just leaves a lot of people confused now a lot of big things i'm hearing about is that this was a big a big move to bring in more shock and awe viewers and to lead towards a cm punk hill turn i can see that hill turn but if we're going this route to just bring in views that's nasty that's not i feel like you're hurting it more than helping i mean people are going to watch after to see what the hell happened but to do that and then move on to a ricky starks promo right afterwards like i don't care about this what the hell did i just see prior to that you know and thank god that the six man tag kind of saved the show like that match was that it was great Yo, you all set, you all good friends, let me know. But yeah, man, it's it's definitely just it's a lot, a lot of drastic moving, last minute moves and such like that. That's not looking good for me, in my opinion. Not looking good at for what I usually see from AEW going into a big show. Now Moxley, the whole injury angle shit was just We've seen that from nobody's believing that injury angle. Nobody is. But he kicked him. He, he got the injury angle, all of that such. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, all this looked like a, a way to either punish Punk or to pretty much move on to a different story or just do whatever to take the heat off of what happened last week. Because I felt like they don't want that to overshadow punk and moxley and i think what's ha this happening here is almost like yo what the fuck and then like yeah last week happened but damn my nigga this nigga just lost the title you know what i'm saying all of that that quick wow that's hostile you know what i'm saying it's, it's, a, it's a ploy to make you forget about what happened last week bring in some new views and help cm punk start his heel turn because the people are not rocking with punk right now Mo it's moxley year moxley as soon as he got that title he went on shit bro like I'm not hearing it. Moxley definitely was a better champion. And personally, I think he was going to, he did better what I thought CM Punk could have did. Because even up until the title, title win, Punk was getting injured and all of that shit, man. Like, off little shit, little shit. Like, come on, son. I don't know. I, I didn't, I don't, I wasn't, it was a little scary for that, that hanging in the air for me as a booker that my champion is pretty injury prone. CM Punk definitely knocked it out of the park this year. Turned up when he was supposed to going into the title match. But, man, looking like you, your body can't really handle the, the, the type of matches you want to have. But neither here nor there, man. That was a This was a weird year for Punk. A weird summer, at least, for Punk. The summer of Punk was... With the summer of Moxley, definitely been cool for me, man. I'm glad that he's been rewarded for that and... You can kind of shut up a lot of those naysayers, man. Definitely. Um, anything else to take from this match before we move on into the actual Dynamite show? Um, hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's pretty much it. 
for that at least. Now let's move on though. So to actually start the show, actually start the show, we got the Daniel Garcia and Chris Jericho face off. Um, as you know, stemming from last week, uh, Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson put on an amazing two out of three falls match. Daniel, you know what I'm saying? Brian Danielson extended the uh, offer hand of respect to Garcia. And as soon as he was about to offer it, Chris Jericho came in, fucked all of that shit up. He, Jer- I mean, Garcia ended up pushing Jericho, all of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Brings us to here. And Jericho pretty much, as the egotistic, you know what I'm saying, asshole he is, pretty much acts not why not like what not why are you trying to side with him or whatever why are you trying to shake his hand pretty much why did you why did you push me why did you make me look like a fool you know and i mean it was it was a cool promo i mean i'll be honest i'm mildly biased because i just want to see garcia in the brick the uh blackpool combat club so i was just happy to see the wheels are starting to turn on this but uh, you pretty much, like I said, Jericho was trying to get Garcia to apologize for showing him up. And Garcia pretty much was like, bro, fuck all of that, bro. Like, you try to destroy a moment between me and my idol, Brian Danielson. And he kind of kept reiterating this, which it kind of got a little repetitive. But it was the passion that he had behind it that made me still, that still sold it to me. Because you knew in that match, he really put his best foot forward. And to see, you know what I'm saying, his actual pain of having to like that moment being ruined, I felt he got the delivery out right. It's just you probably had to needed a couple more words to differentiate what you're saying. But neither here nor there, the point what got across was Jericho, you destroyed an amazing moment with my idol. And it's he didn't care about the sports entertainment or being a wrestler at that moment, he just cared that he shared a ring with American Dragon and put on a banger, you know? And he wanted to embrace that moment and Jericho screwed it up. Um, after that, uh, you had him, you had Brian Danielson coming out to the ring to pretty much further the intense in, in the tension in the ring. And with Garcia refusing to choose between, you know what I'm saying, both the wrestler and the sports entertainer, you got drag, you got the dragon coming up there just picking at the energy, picking at the energy because the tension was thick. Um, you had a verbal exchange between Danielson and Jericho pretty much going off about who should be whose mentor, all of that such. And Daniels, I mean, I think, uh, what's so many Daniel names, but Daniel Garcia ended up leaving the ring. Kind of had like a whole pouty face thing going on. Looked like a really sad puppy and such like that, bro. Like he, he was doing a little much, but that could yeah, that'll get better with time. But neither here nor there. Um, the face-off between Jericho and Danielson was good though. Oh man, dude. Danielson cooked Jericho, bro. He pretty much asked him, yo, talk to all your idols and your OGs and ask them who the better wrestler is between us, from Stu Hart to Owen Hart. Bro, he went down the line and just like, yo, ask them who's a better wrestler. It just got nasty because you know Jericho just did the whole Lionheart situation with Moxley bringing back the whole last survivor of Stu's dungeon and all of that such. And Mox and Jer- what's his name? Danielson sitting there like, 
Word, but you ask him about me. You already know what time it is. I thought that was so cold, bro. So cold, man. But pretty much he challenged them to a match at All Out. So we're going to get the, the Lionheart, Chris Jericho versus the American Dragon, Brian Danielson at All Out. Um, I'm happy that we're getting the match. I'm really happy that we're getting the match because this is a cool match. They haven't wrestled each other in an actual, actual match since like Daniels Danielson's debut air time in uh, NXT back in the day. So we're talking about 12 years. But neither here nor there, I'm kind of upset that it's like we're using Garcia at the expense of you guys having a match. I wish like Garcia was able to, I mean, he got the match with Danielson, but I wish he would have found some way to get on all out throughout this, throughout this situation. I mean, it's technically a custody for Dominic match. I mean, uh, custody for Daniel Garcia match. Shout out Cole for that one. Um, but a lot of moments that I love throughout this uh, segment, the crowd just re continue, continue to reiterate that that huge you're a wrestler chant. I love it. I love it so much because I'm gonna be honest. It's it felt the same way as I mean we heard it when he did it when he was last week on last Dynamite. But with that and then seeing with Johnny wrestling getting the big Johnny wrestling chant, it's just cool to see wrestling be appreciated. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know on the outskirts of WWE it is, but this is just a good space right now. Um, yeah, and he just, I, I just, and like pretty much I said earlier with Garcia pretty much saying how, that Jericho knew, he, he, Garcia was telling Jericho that he knew how much that moment was special to him and for him to share the ring with him and him to fuck it up was like, you know what I'm saying? It was, he didn't care if people called him a wrestler, sports entertainer. All I cared about was that moment and you ruined it, Chris. Deep down, you know you're a sports entertainer, and I just want to hear you say it. Say it. That was what Jericho was saying. Like the back and forth was cool. It was really cool. Like, and in, in what uh guard what Daniels to say, he said, You could be whatever you want to be. I respect us wrestling last week. I agree with all these people. You're a wrestler. You know and it's like it is I like that it's it's pushing Garcia to really figure out what he wants in his career that he wants to continue to be the pure wrestler that he that he came up on the indies you know what i'm saying getting it out the mud like that or now that you made it do you side with the guy who's been in these spaces and and and, and done the sports entertainment thing and all of that such to his highest level do you sit and get that knowledge from him and build on top of that it, i like that dynamic that you know saying garcia is in right now um definitely reminds me of what Ciampa and them are doing over there uh oh yeah that's what uh Jericho said you like you know what pisses me off Danielson I've heard for the last 15 years you're the best wrestler in the world and I've been around you all this time and I haven't seen it once like yo I mean it's crazy that these two guys never got in the ring it's really crazy but uh yeah man solid uh solid segment get ready to uh for Jericho versus Danielson at All Out. Next, we get Dax Harwood versus Jay Lethal, which a match I was definitely um, looking forward to because Dax Harwood has been one of my favorite solo singles wrestlers this year. Just the passion he has in that ring has just been unmatched. Um, and he going against Jay Lethal, somebody we all know is very, 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 very valid in that ring, yo. Very valid. So seeing these two dudes come together was really dope. Um, we know the promo for last week, Dax called him out saying that they needed to go at it before the um, three on three. And the match was cool. 
um you had lethal pretty much controlling uh, most of the pace going into the commercial break and he had a nice little injury angle going at uh Harwood's, um left knee and such like that and um pretty much to end up the match you had him try to attempt the lethal injection but he was too like mac what was named dax was too far away so a little momentary hesitation you know what i'm saying got hard to get the slingshot liger bomb and he only got a two count and duck you know what i'm saying sanji duck came in and interfered and it kind of like fucked up the win for lethal but he got a quick couple counters and some reversals and he got a uh got a little underhanded uh roll up for with the tights to win it was okay nothing too too crazy not really one of my favorite um dax matches of the year felt definitely felt it could have been a little little better it felt like they were like missing a couple cues with each other but neither here nor there i, I hopefully the three on three is better than what this one-on-one -on -one was um but we did get an announcement for this match after um we got Sanjay Dutt revealing that uh, Lethal is going to be joined by Chris Saban and Alex Shetty, Shelley, the Motor City Machine Guns at All Out. Now, I was under the assumption that it was going to be Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh, but I guess not. And with the addition of the Motor City Machine Guns makes this match way more intriguing to watch. Because just having FTR and Motor City Machine Guns in the same ring is too dope tag team pure breaded tag teams we know how motor city machine guns give it up you know what i'm saying throughout their years we know how ftr give it up it's gonna be dope to see them two guys with those four guys in the ring and then we got Lethal added into that situation warlow added into that situation it's cool but i will say i definitely was on the like i was on the fence about them kind of changing it up a little bit because i really wanted to see warlow power bomb satin thing bro i really did i really did um Next, we have Billy Gunn versus Colton Gunn. That was okay. Solid little uh, back and forth. None too, too crazy. Pretty much was all here to set up, you know what I'm saying, more all-out matches. Um, hold on one second. Give me one second. I'm just going to go grab a water. Cotton mouth.
Oh, yes. Oh, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your patience, man. But yeah, so pretty much back to what I was saying. Where were we at? Uh, yeah, so you had, um, yeah, pretty much, what's his name? Colton being his father. It was pretty, uh, eh, it wasn't really caring for this match, to be honest with you, man. Um, I wasn't even knowing that Billy Gunn was wrestling this night, but here we are. And where's my phone? Oh, dropped it. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. How did this go down? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Stokely um, Hathaway coming in, distracting Colton. Just, just um, distracting with interference. I think he distracted one of the um, acclaimed, and Colton came through with the attack. And, you know what I'm saying? Colton got a little blow on Billy Gunn, got the win, and you had stokely giving away the cards to the gun club and all of that nature and then the claim come out to hold him down hold down the gun i mean hold down the gun and all of that nature and whoop de whoop but after that all of that nature you had the swerving our glory come out and pretty much hold down the claim dolls hold them down and make sure they good and then next thing you know after the match you had um, them pretty much challenged them to a match at all out. But I like the move that Acclaim pretty much came with. It was like, yo, bro, that's cool and all, but we earned our spot here. Don't get that confused, bro. Like, the people call us the uncrowned AEW champions. So that's let you know what time it is. Like, the people already know what time it is. We, we the ones. And I got to give them the credit. Like, from where they started to where they are now, beautiful organic that's how i like tag teams being created it was really good to see and um, hopefully they put on a good match at all out man the claim this is the time you do it you know and i think there's gonna be a real good uh one of the moments where you see if what's kind of boss tony is i guess no not really but i mean i would like to see if you have your team who organically came up as a tag team got lit on your brand from day one Versus a team that you pretty much put together, two lit niggas you put together in a tag team, and I mean obviously they're gonna still be lit, and they still move together. The name they they picked up and got the ball rolling as soon as they got them together, but they're not an original tag team like the claimed are, ish. You know what I'm saying? Original ish. But neither here nor there. I'm interested to see where they go because I don't think the people will be mad if the claim win that title. But I don't think the people will be super, super upset if they lose either. So I'm interested to see where they go with that. Um, before that, though, we had Thunder Rosa announcing that due to injury, she will be stepping down as the AEW Women's Champion. Don't light up that Thunder Rosa pack, man. Because this little range she had was boo-boo. It, it just goes to say that some people are better chasers then they are champions and thunder rose is in that is in that ballpark because they're going to give somebody the interim championship it's going to be tony storm we're going to get the match uh that we wanted to see her versus thunder rosa at a later down the line but they're going to turn that one-on-one -on -one into a fatal four-way now it's going to be with tony storm dr Britt baker 
Jamie Hayter, and Hukato Shida. So that's cool. That's really cool. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, where did was where we at? Um, okay. Yeah. So we got the giving up hands card. Oh yeah. So we move on to Dr. Britt Baker versus Kylan King. Uh, Kylan King's from you know what I'm saying uh, Cleveland. So she got a good. She got a match in with Britt Baker. Solid match. Um, it was cool. Uh, nothing really too, too crazy. Pretty much something to get Britt over and get her back going and going into uh, all out. Um, after the match, though, you had Baker cutting a promo on Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. You know what I'm saying? But Tony Storm ended up coming out and pulling up on her. But pretty much saying Thunder Rosa couldn't hold it down as champion like she did. You know what I'm saying? She was able to run through her whole run with an injured wrist and all of that such. I think it's real heat there. I'm gonna keep it tall with you, bro. She been on Thunder Rosa ass since she lost that title. I'm gonna keep it tall. You know what I'm saying? I feel the same. I I, I just think Thunder Rosa just despises uh, Britt Baker. But if it's a work, then they're doing an amazing job. But I can feel that. I can feel that they it just don't like they don't like each other. But I will say, man, I hope within this fatal four way, Jamie Hader finally gets to start spreading her wings as a solo act. I hope they start the wheels turning on that breakup between her and Britt Baker going coming out of this fatal four-way. For sure, I would love to see that. Um, pardon me. But yeah, this whole like interim championship is just definitely getting mildly annoying because it's like, I don't want to keep watching the show with fake champions. Is either this person is the champion and that person that got to come back from injury, you know what I'm saying, fights for their title back, or he's going to keep doing this interim shit, man. It's getting annoying because y'all have an injury bug that's going crazy in AEW. You can't interim, have the interim TNT title, interim tag title. Like, Jesus Christ, not knock on wood. I don't want nothing to get injured, but man, it's definitely, definitely, definitely getting kind of annoying. This whole interim shit everywhere. Like, I'm tired of it. Um, well, so we get to the uh, actual, you know what I'm saying, title match, which was, like I said, top of the second hour of the show. Billed as, you know what I'm saying, one of the biggest matches in AEW history. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the undisputed AEW World Championship match. All of that good nature. It was just a one-sided squash match. And it pretty much had me sitting there scratching my head like this. Like, well, what the hell's next? Because I already had that idea going into the sh- into the match of what was next but now i have even more question marks and it's not even more like intriguing like i said like oh my god i gotta see what's happening next week it's more so like what the fuck like it, it wasn't even like a like a cool like oh okay they got me with that one nah i'm just like everything felt rushed Everything felt right. I'm going to be honest. A lot of things going into All Out feels rushed. But that's another story. Um, where else we at? So we pretty much start the match. Pretty much start the match. You had Punk, you know what I'm saying, throwing a kick early and re-injuring his foot and leaving him kind of like just going crazy, screaming in agony. Moxley took advantage, though, elbowed the hell out of his opponent. And put him down with a consecutive Death Riders, you know what I'm saying, for a quick ass win. Once I seen the first Death Rider, I was like, oh, 
this is about to get crazy and it did bro washed them in three minutes washed them so that is very confusing but if i'm saying this is punishment then that's crazy all niggas need to be on the uh be on their p's and q's if this how you can they'll do you like this Woo. they'll they'll do anybody like that if they do it to punk but uh as Moxie celebrated, you had Punk limping off, you know what I'm saying, with the whole on a, getting picked up by his uh referees and his homie and such. And nobody really was just everybody was just really confused. And you kind of had a, you had Moxley, not Moxley, but Punk looking around, still a confusion with the crowd cheering and like Moxley celebrating. Everything was just crazy. Um some people saying it could be long-term storytelling that's been the narrative that Punk was unhealthy and if he had been he we would have beaten mox and it, i don't know it could have been that um it was cool man it, it it the shock and all part got the people talking about aw you know what i'm saying especially with how it, great raw has been johnny gargano's return and all of that nature this definitely got the eyes and ears back on aw i don't know for all good reasons but it's back on there though I just hate that it was so hype though. And this is the route we go. Like, this is just too much confusion for one for one wrestler to take as a fan intake. Like, this is just too much, bro. Y'all gotta get y'all shit together with some of this booking. But neither here nor there, man. I personally feel the right guy who came out of that. So I'm I'm just interested to see what's next for John Moxley going into all out, man. Like continue your great year, but that little moment right there was just nasty, very very nasty. Um, after the match, uh, we had Ricky Starks cutting a fire promo, but I'm gonna be honest, it definitely kind of fell short for me because I'm just still figuring out what the hell I just seen before. But yeah, him talking about he bring him. He brought Will Hobbs from being just the background of Britt Baker's segments into stardom, and then he issued him a challenge for All Out. But be honest now, this is feeling kind of like Brody Brody Lee, I mean Brody King versus Darby Allen types, where it's just like, yo, this don't feel David and Goliath like. <coughs> I feel like the way. Ricky talking to him, he feel like he's the Goliath. So I don't know, man. I'm interested to see how that match plays out because I don't know in what way, shape, or form Ricky Stark's spear is going to be Will Hobbs. I, I just don't know. I don't know. It just looks like one spine buster from Will Hobbs will end that match for Ricky Stark. And he has to do everything he can to not fall into that move, yo. Um, but shout out to Ricky, man. Those promos he's been cutting has been amazing. Very passion-driven promos, too. Um, next, we had Christian Cage accepting Jungle Boy's challenge for All Out in the backstage promo. That was cool. And then we got Moxley cutting the promo right after um, his match, pretty much saying nobody was expecting that, right? You expected to go down like that, huh? And pretty much talking to all the naysayers and the people who thought his time was going to be done, when, um, as he said, writing his obituary when punk came in the game or punk came back 
and he pretty much said, yo, he is pro wrestling and his time is right, right, got hang now. Like, and I got it. I'm I'm with you, Mox. It's it's up right now. Let's be honest. The the shield guys, whether they together or not, are still running this shit right now as like i can't even lie man like kenny is my favorite wrestler brian davis is my favorite wrestler but it's something about them shield niggas that the world just loves now i'm gonna be honest moxley is kind of moving i don't know i want to just i don't know maybe it's just a, a crazy coincidence that roman's cooking at an all-time high Seth is cooking at an all-time high, and uh, Moxley is cooking at an all-time high, and I feel they're all are in different, they're all different versions of themselves than when they were together, and the way they are now is like they're all just mega stars. Got to give them guys some some credit, man. Some definitely got to give them some credit. Um, then we get the main event, the the trios uh, semifinal with. Dev Triangle versus Will Ospreay, Ozzy Open, United Empire. I mean, this was a magnifique, man. This match was fire, bro. You had Dev Triangle pretty much controlling early in the match, wearing down Ospreay, and you would have, you would have thought that like he would had that Will Ospreay pretty much was just tired. You know, what I'm saying so much from all of the matches he had from G One and everything else he's been doing this year that he just was just tired out during this time and they were just smoking him but pretty you had Fletcher and Davis from all the open pretty much having this follow-up and when they got in the ring man they started smoking boys bro like he just started smoking boys real talk um I was so happy to get that Osprey and Ray Phoenix face off man them two going at it was fire Osprey and um Pac was lit thumb face offs in there Oh man, Penta when he was going when he had his hot tag that was lit, bro. He uses anybody as a stepping stone for his moves, yo. I just think that's hilarious. But man, it was just so many great spots and it's like Matt, like moments in here, bro. Even up until Kip Sabian moment where Pac is about to hit his finisher on Will Ospreay, but uh, Davis pulls him out and. He's about to do, he does this moonsault to the outside. And once again, we see Kip Sabian in the box face, the box hat thing, sitting there clapping away, whoop de whoop. And Pac presses him, pretty much saying, like, yo, bro, you've been here all this time, like all these times, what's up? And he pulls the box off his head and it's just some beat up, scared kid with tape over his mouth. And out of nowhere, Kip Sabian comes and attacks uh, Pac. And it gives the upper hand to united kingdom to pretty much take the win yo it was it was up from there man oh man they pretty much smoked uh phoenix man and finished them with a like a, a trio's odds cutter type thing it was nasty bro it was nasty but this was a very 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 just athletic exhibition bro like they just went off in this young dog especially having a like make up for what we thought we were going to get in that championship match they knocked it out the park man for sure definitely need Pac and osprey in the future please give me that one-on-one -on -one. please um now what happened after is the best part of the night for me man 
we finally get a face-off not even a face-off just in the same vicinity looking at each other staring each other down was kenny omega and will osprey and we already know what time has been all year with these two dudes man it's been crazy the chat been crazy they've been talking heavy all of that man they finally face to face and we had to see what was gonna happen man we got to see what was gonna happen so after the match and such you had the elite come out and you know you got you know what i'm saying uh uh what's the name oh uh, united empire and will osprey pretty much saying yo can you pull up and kenny's like yo all right i can do that you know what I'm saying? but the bucks like pretty much letting him go but don Callis run pretty much rushes from the back and stops him and oh boy he saved you he saved you will osprey but yeah pretty much just letting it be known that this is the match we've been waiting on for the tournament now i'm kind of pissed that we're getting this for free tv i wish this would have been the all-out finals but it is what it is man I guess I can't be mad I'm getting it for free, but man, the the, the businessman in me, the, the booker in me wants to say, yo, save this for pay-per-view, man. But boy, this was cold, man. This was cold. And apparently, we had, uh, we had, what's his name, Kenny Omega with some, some words for Osprey after the match um give me one second i can get that Let's see what Kenny Mega had to say to Will Ospreay after Dynamite went off the air. Trying to get it from the beginning part of me, y'all. this man bro boy boy 
boy. He's a baby. That is a child. That is a child. Like, why were you talking to him like that? Why would you talk to that man like that, bro? It was not, that wasn't necessary, fam. It was not necessary. Woo! Flamed him up. Easy, bro. Pain. What? Pain. What's your name? Pain. I'm trying to. I'm trying to tell you, bro. What? Like, nah, son. Kenny Omega wilding out, bro. Kenny back, bro. Y'all keep forgetting. Oh, Kenny can't talk. Kenny can't talk. Kenny a roast a nigga real quick, bro. Y'all better stop playing my boy Kenny Omega, man. I'm trying to tell you, son. But um, let's move on from there, man. Shout to uh, AEW, man. What a eventful show tonight. I'll say that for sure. Uh, next, we got NXT. And they had their show this uh, past Wednesday where they are pretty much building up more of their Worlds Collides uh, matches for their pay-per-view. It definitely is going to be NXT 2.0 versus NXT UK. The latest one we had um, was added was uh, Triple Threat, Winner Take All, Women's Title Match for the NXT UK and NXT women's titles um we also got champion versus champion for uh the nxt uk men's titles and the nxt uk title i mean nxt and nxt uk men's titles oh man it's it's a lot man it's a lot that they got building up i'm around for it too though bro like tyler Bate versus uh what's his name Braun breaker can be a goodie like Tyler Bacon go, bro. He could still go. And seeing in the match that he had that night still showed that he is still that dude, yo. That big, strong boy, as they call him, man. It was really good to see that, man. For sure, for sure. Um, let's run it through this show real quick, man. Like I said, you had it kicking off with a recap of Braun Breaker. Um, come yeah, kick over of Heat Wave, and then Braun Breaker came out and pretty much explaining why, well, asking why Tyler Bate came out, and he came out and explained to him why with NXT UK um about to wrap up, and NXT Europe is on the way. He looked like he should be able to be starting that show off with unified NXT titles, and Braun Breaker's with it, man. They they pretty much get that situated and say, yo, it's time to uh time to do it let's get this going man let's let's put these let's put these titles together man I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do with this given you got triple h with the head of the main roster now on the, on the creative side i would be interested to see if they finally bring up Braun breaker or continue to let him build up in nxt and or you know what I'm saying switch it up and bring tyler bait up or leave him in nxt to build up more on the u.s side or maybe continue him in nxt europe as the face of that i'm interested to see where they go um moving on from that man we had Briggs and Jensen versus Gallus in the uh NXT UK tag team match. Uh it was it was solid. Um pardon me. There's Beautiful. But you had um Flash Legend coming out and attacking Henley at ringside, and the champs headed out to um help. You know what I'm saying? Help her and such, and then pretty much abandoned the match. And they got called for a count out. And he, you know what I'm saying? Diamond Mine came out and laid out Gallus, but Gallus got the win via count out. Looked like it's going to be a triple threat tag match for, for the uh, same thing, conjoining titles. 
We have it look like it's gonna be uh what's the name? Cree Brothers versus Gallus versus uh Briggs and Brinson. Um, it was a solid joint though. I, I'm always fucking with Gallus though. Gallus is a solid ass team though. Shout out to Coffee Brothers, shout out to um Wolfgang. Um they gave us a promo of Charlie Dempsey, William Briggs' son, teaching the Chase U students how to like wrestle and such. That was cool to see. Um, what else did we get? Uh, I'm interested to see how he's going to be moving over here too, yo. Uh, it's crazy because you got William Riggle over in AW now. Like, I, I wish, I just wish he would have been able to work with his son, man. That would have been really cool. I um, mean, yeah, Grayson Waller in, introducing his new show, The Grayson Waller Effect. And yeah, Apollo Crews on, and they pretty much was uh going back at it with each other. Grayson asking what happened to his accent, and he asked, he told him he's a low budget Miz, just really giving him crazy little stabs at each other, man. It looked like it's gonna be something that they're gonna be going forward with. Pretty much to help Grayson Waller get more experience with, you know what I'm saying, some better wrestlers and get some more um, ring time for Apollo Crews, which is always good, man. It's always good to see him in the ring. And it's cool to see him being his natural self also too, man. But I ain't gonna lie, I do miss Hill Apollo Crews a little bit. Um, what else did we get, man? We have Von Wagner announcing backstage that he's gonna um, fight Tyler Bate later on that night. Um, we had Cameron Grimes versus Big Hobby, as he calls himself. Yo, that dude is hilarious, yo. Um, but yeah, Joe Gacy was out on the balcony watching Grimes, though, as he usually does for his next opponents and such. Um, yeah, Bernal, Bernal uh, tried to distract the referee to get like an early advantage in, but it, it, it failed. He had Grimes, you know what I'm saying, getting a big kick and followed it up with the back body drop and taking him down and Graves hit the cave in and you know what I'm saying, stared Gacy down as he got the pin on some real players. That was tough. I ain't gonna lie, that was a tough little move right there. Um, then you had Indy Hartwell versus Blair Davenport, which was pretty much Blair Davenport's debut on NXT, which was cool to see, man. It was a solid match. Hartwell got her um, shit off, but she came up in a loss though, man. Um, and it was a good promo that she cut after, well, after Blair Davenport cut her promo, pretty much talking about, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much putting, her, putting the people onto who she is and what her, what she moved, how she moves and all of that such. Um, and she called out uh, Mandy Rose and Mandy Rose came out and pretty much told her like, yo, all that's cool, but like I said, put some respect on my name, 300 days and running, baby. Like she was talking heavy, I ain't even gonna lie to you. But then Miko Satamora came out from NXT UK and it got quiet, bro. It got real quiet for all that big talk because she knew who she was in the ring with, but she wanted to challenge though. And I like that from Mandy. Like, I like it. Yeah, I'm doing the diva shit. I'm, I'm showing I'm super psyched, but I still get busy in the ring too. I like it. I like it a lot. But um, also, while they said they were going to go title for title, Miko and uh, what's her name? Mandy Rose, Blair Davenport is like, eh, I need parts. And she pretty, they pretty much added her into the triple threat, made it a triple threat with uh, Miko saying that she would make it a triple threat, which was, it's cool, but I really wasn't expecting her to be in it. I didn't really think she needs to be in it, but whatever. Um, We had Indy Hartwell in the ring pretty much after that, talking about all the bad luck she's had and she's hit rock bottom. But then Dexter Loomis shows up at ringside and they just have a big reunion kissing and loving and going back to the back and he ended up having a dip because the police was on him it felt like the 911 song with y clef and mary j blige but obviously i don't think y clef kidnapped anybody 
please let us know where Miz is. Like, Jesus Christ. This man really kidnapped Miz. This is why I love wrestling. It's a place where you can see a man get kidnapped on live TV and nobody does a thing about it. We'll get to that. Um, and he get, But he gives her a note saying goodbye for now. I love you forever. Ah, I love Index. I love Index so much. Um, next, we had Legato Del Fantasma versus the Diad. Um, yeah, uh, Wild and Del Toro going over, um, going over versus uh, Tony D'Angelo. Well, I'm um, going against Tony D'Angelo and them. But Wild and Del Toro pretty much doing their thing in the beginning with their high flying moves. But Tony D'Angelo interfered, told him to do less of the aerial stuff. And it, it was funny, bro, because he pretty much was making them more vulnerable to lose and such like that. Um, you had the Diod. Uh, that's obviously nobody knows what the Diod is. I feel like I'm saying their name right. But that's uh, formerly GYB. Um, but they beat, defeated them and such. It, Jesus Christ, I hate looking at their faces. Um, Grimes watching the match from the balcony and Gacy. And the Diaz reached their arms out for him and invited him to come join him and such like that. It was funny. And <laughs> meanwhile, you had Tony D yelling at Legato to do it for them doing the flippy stuff. Like, it was just funny, bro. It was a funny match. But as they were leaving, you had my boy Esco pull up in the SUV and was like, yo, hop in the jungle with me. You know I'm not leaving my familia. You already know what time it is. I hope they all go into SmackDown. Please take them to SmackDown. Um, we had Tyler Bate versus Von Wagner. Really cool match, man, but really showed how much that dude Tyler Bate is really an anomaly in that ring, bro. He just continued to defy what his what he looks like. Like when they say he's the big strong boy, he really's that, bro. Like son really was the way he picked Von Wagner for that suplex. You would have thought he would do was his size. It was crazy. Like, really crazy, man. But then he went up for that beautiful corkscrew senton and got the win, man. Like, shout out to Tyler Bate, bro. And to see him do that in this match was good to show people that Braun Breaker could be as strong as he want. Tyler Bate, still Tyler Bate. But that was cool to see. Then we had the Wendy Chu versus Tiffany Stratton lights out match. This was funny to see. Um, you know, yeah, Wendy Chu doing all her little antics and such with her bed and such out there. And Tiffany Stratton had the braids in like a boxer and such, man. It was an interesting match, bro. I would tell you that for sure. But, I mean, you had Wendy Chu coming up for the W, as she should. Uh, hopefully this is over with, man, to be honest with you. But it was a fun match, neither, nonetheless, though, man. Um... What else we had? What else we had? Oh, you had all of the um, champion signing contracts for the uh, title matches going in for Worlds Collide and such. And then that was it, man. It was a solid event. We saw the show, like I said, a lot of uh, building going towards Worlds Collide, which I'm very, very interested towards, man. I'm actually really, really interested in seeing Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate, man. Like that match is going to be very, very interesting, bro. Very, very interesting. Um, let's move on from there though to Monday Night Raw and in Toronto, man. Monday Night Raw in the six, bro. Solid, solid, solid show, man. Another banger for Triple H and the creative team, bro. That episode of Raw was good, man. Um, let's see, let's go through go through this one real quick for you. This was whew. Like I said, the highlight of the show for me was Miz getting kidnapped. But we'll get into that once again, though. 
Um, we had also we had Damian Priest versus Edge in the main event. Was that? No, I don't think that was the main event. Excuse me though, but um, we had Trish Stratus pulling up too. It was a lot of good little Toronto feels. Aaliyah had a match versus uh Bailey. You know, what I'm saying she knows she's from Toronto also. It was a lot of cool stuff, man. We started it off with um Asuka and Alexa Bliss versus Eo Sky and Dakota Kai coming off of the segment with um well verse with Bailey, Eo, and Dakota going at Trish Stratus and such like that. And you had um what's her name? Bianca Belair coming out and holding her down and such, pretty much putting over Trish Stratus legendary status and such. And she let her know, like, yo, I got friends too. We we're not gonna be, you know what I'm saying, uh mix smashed out here then. Out comes Alexa Bliss and Asuka, and they uh, even the odds out there, and you know they, you know, what I'm saying, have their little moment, and next thing you know, we get into um, we get into the uh, match. We got, like I said, Asuka and Alexa Bliss versus Eosky and Dakota Kai, the match I was waiting for in this whole tag team tournament. And was it a good match? Yes, it was. It definitely was, man. Um, oh, actually, pardon me, y'all. The show actually opened open open up with seth rollins and riddle back um brawling backstage and going out to the crowd for the you know saying the announcers broke it up and then they went into the show right there i just love that they keep in there just it's no words with them it's on site anytime they see each other i love it bro i love it um pardon me where was we at where was we at Oh yeah, here we go. Okay, okay, here we go. Sorry, I got lost in my notes. But yeah, so you had Oscar pretty much taking control of uh, Dakota Kai at the beginning of the match. Then you had, let's uh, say, Dakota Kai pretty much seeming hesitant to engage with her after initial lockup and such. Cause let's be honest, let's be, keep it tall. At first we had EO Sky and um, Oscar in the ring first, and it was lit. People were ready for that, but EO Sky playing the hill brought in Dakota Kai, and they went in from there. But then you know, what I'm saying uh, after the break you had um, Dakota Kai. I mean, at Yo, Sky and um and what's her name? Oscar finally going at it, and it was such a good little back and forth, man. It's their first time going at it, bro. It was so dope, man. But it wasn't even in the ring for that long. But man, you seen EO get the better of her and such, but it was just a little bit of moments that we seen between them. Oh, I need more. I need, I need more. And they get a little bit more um intense, you know what I'm saying, between them a little later that allow Oscar to take control for a little bit. And after a long and long competitive you know what I'm saying? Back and forth, Sky and Kyrie would have still to win to advance to the finals and such. But it was a really good match though, man, to kick it off, kick it off the show, man. Like it was really, really dope. Really, really dope. Um, like the first, like, I think they said that the wrestling portion of the show of Raw was about like an hour and 20 minutes or an hour and 40 minutes or something of that nature. That's crazy. You don't really hear about that too much. You know what I'm saying? You really don't hear that too much. Um, what else did we see? Um, yeah, I think they actually, that's that's what they all try to think. Like, I think they're actually going to save Asuka and Io down the line. I think that's why they didn't give us most of that in the match, which I'm not mad at because a one-on-one with them is going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing, bro. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next we have Finn Balor versus Dolph Ziggler. Finn Balor getting some new music. That was cool to see. Um, 
this is the second it was the second match of the night once again you had um them having a backstage altercation before it went down and the prince pretty much was saying that yo Dolph, ain't nothing you could teach me bro like you a kid in my eyes and he was like Dolph's like yo we're the same age it is funny but and then you know Dolph just been slapping the shit out of boys so he been slapping niggas in the face and then have it start matches off there so Dolph if that's the way you want to get you know what I'm saying on TV keep it up keep slapping niggas and wrestling them out there but um it started up with a quick little lockup and such you know what I'm saying really fast paced encounters like, it was really pretty even in the beginning of the match but then Balor started getting control after um taking Ziggler down from by his legs and it had just started running running down on him with the hands and such like that you had um you know what I'm saying Ziggler making a comeback after the commercial but you had Balor pretty much stop him every time he tried to like you know what I'm saying get another opportunity to go through go through and get an advantage and it's like the match was really getting some good time and you started to see them getting some wear and tear like it was really it felt like a pay-per-view match I'm gonna keep it tall with you like they were going in man um you had great moments where you had um Balor missing the coup de gras and, and you had Ziggler hitting him with the zigzag for a good false finish and then at that last um moment you get a cheap shot from uh Rhea Ripley and Balor was able to hit the coup de gras for the win really great match man I ain't gonna like I don't want to see more of them going at it I'm gonna keep it all the way tall with you bro all the way tall with you but please keep keep I mean Balor looking like Balor of NXT like I like the presentation I'm liking how he's able to like showcase him being a heel in the ring all that nature it was really good bro it was really good um what else did we get man Chad Gable versus Kevin Owens. Another good match, bro. You had an uh, open challenge for Chad Gable and Otis. And pretty much um, saying that it was not too many good, you know what I'm saying, people in uh, Canada and such like that. Now you know you had them in Montreal last week. I mean, on SmackDown. So you know KO got to come and turn out, turn up for at least one Canadian, um, you know what I'm saying, tour stop. So he got to turn up in Toronto and, and going against Chad Gable is a great great person to go up against he's been knocking it apart with most of the people he's been in the ring with so far so I ain't mad at it um I thought it was gonna be over quickly but they really started going started really having a goodie though like because I thought real time I thought KO was gonna come and spaz out and hit him up with the power bomb on the apron but they actually had a really good match and I'm glad that they did because Chad Gable always needs to be showcased as a serious wrestler bro like i know the shoes thing is all cool and such he's trying to push them t-shirts but yo when he gets in that ring it's a different story bro it's a different story um uh you had ko which was the the, the pretty notable thing about this match was ko not using the stunner and going back to the pop-up power bomb which i thought was very very dope because once again he's talking about going back to his roots and being the back to the prize fighter and when you see the pop-up power bomb, that's like the cherry on top for me. Where it's like, oh yeah, he's back, back, yo. And he ended up, you know, what I'm saying, hit him with the uh, <laughs> power bomb. I think he did. He um, oh yeah, Otis attacking Owens as soon as the match was over. But um, he ended up hitting him with a stunner, and uh, he dropped Gable with the power bomb um, on top of uh, Otis and such like that. Instead of hitting him on the uh, ring apron and such, man. Yeah. But yeah, what else do we get? Um, uh, 
Oh yeah, that's happy to see. There's like no KO is in a good babyface run too, where he's able to actually hit his top rope moves. When he's able to like his his swanton bob is fire. Like let's not get it fucked up. His shit is just as clean as Warlow's and them niggas. Yo, he get busy. <coughs> Moving on, we have Bailey versus uh, Aaliyah. Like I said, Aaliyah got the hometown um shot versus Big Time Bailey. Well, not not pulling off of Big Time Bex, but Bailey is a big time wrestler. And for Aaliyah to get that match versus her in her hometown, it's a good look. Um, solid match and such like that. But this pretty much was a match for Bailey to, you know what I'm saying, get reacquainted, reacquainted with the universe. Pretty much show that she ain't got no ring rust and such. But um I like her new ring gear. A lot of people are not really liking her ring gear, man. I think she looked cool in the cargo, man. She looked like a chill, you know what I'm saying, chill little shorty on the block. To me, I'm gonna keep it tall with you. Um what else we got um, happening, man? Oh, yeah. Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles versus Miz and Ciampa was really good, man. Like, dog, the way they... Yo, the fans uh, love this nigga Bobby Lashley now, man. I feel like he has a great connection with the fans that I feel like he... He, he probably... Oh, I feel like he always wanted to do, but he kind of, like, was either as a heel or such so many times that he couldn't really do it too much. He was in some stupid program or something, but I love this connection he has with the fans, man. When the people do the fist bumps with him and such like that, man, that shit is so cool with me, man. Um, but seeing him and AJ Styles, you know what I'm saying, teaming up was really cool, man. Two former TNA champions and such like that going on against Miz and Ciampa. That was cool to see, man. Um, really good match, man. You had um, the big moment of the match where uh, Dexter Loomis... Well, a person who we thought was Dexter Loomis pretty much attacked AJ. AJ, you know what I'm saying, got him off and such like that, but went on about his shit. But next thing you know, we see Dexter Loomis on the other side snatch Miz about the whole building, bro. And everybody's just sitting there like, uh, oh, oh, okay. Um, so how's Chopper gonna finish this match? Not call the police or nothing. How's Chopper gonna finish this match? wrestling in 101 but um pretty much from their shit they <laughs> they took advantage man they they smoked uh chopper man and got him up out of there bro <laughs> it, it, it was good man it, it definitely had people talking and such like that we finally got more progression of what dexter loomis is doing around here on, on the main stage right now um I, I love it though man i really do um what else do we have man uh oh right after that um we had johnny gargano returning now i thought we would have had him returning while champa was still in the ring but nah this was after all of that so i'm glad that they're keeping them away from each other right now we had him coming back pretty much reintroducing himself talking about his nxt accolades for people who don't know him and such like that and Pretty much talking about you know, believing in your dreams and never giving up, and that's the reason why he came back, and it's all those things of that nature. It was a really good babyface promo and all of that good stuff, man. Good way to establish a new babyface in the um in the um WWE toe, man, because he's one of those ones that could be one of your very, very, very top baby faces. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say it, but he definitely gives you that Daniel Bryan feel. Um, but with that, instead of uh Ciampa coming out, we have his old protege theory coming out to congratulate gargano on the win but letting them know 
lot of things has changed since then, bro. Like, he's been to WrestleMania. He's got the uh, he had a, he's the youngest United States champion. He's been he's the Money in the Bank winner, future WWE United Undisputed Champion, and all of that such. A lot of things that Johnny wished for, he's already done. And you pretty much told him like, yo, you can come be my protege now. You can come hold me down and all of that such like I used to do for you. And if you don't, then you can get it. You, you can get it. You know what I'm saying? Get stepping. And Johnny's like, oh, word. That's how you feel? Let's give it. And Barry asks for the old high five. Gargano's hits him right on the chin with that super kick. And you know what I'm saying? Welcome Johnny Gargano back to WWE, man. And I like that it was it was very random too. And they did it before AEW's Cleveland show it so I could take the whole, you know what I'm saying, extra viewers they could probably get for people thinking that Johnny Gargano is going to show up on that show. And on top of him showing up in Toronto, a place where he put on a classic there, and the people already know what time it is for him there. You know what I'm saying? So that was really good to see, man. Shout out to Johnny Gargano and welcome back. And then we did have the main event, um, which was uh Edge versus Damian Priest, man. This was a good ass match, bro. A good ass match, man. Um, you had you know, Edge coming out in the white and red, you know what I'm saying, representing the Canadian flag. Um it was a lot of good moves in here, like a lot of a lot of ways that you showed that these two dudes were just big, tall, agile, you know what I'm saying, athletes, man. Like you had uh you had pretty much you had um what's his name, Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? A couple of comments coming through to the um, stage with Damian Priest, but they, you know what I'm saying, stepped back, you know what I'm saying, and let uh, Damian Priest do his shit on his own and such. Um, yeah, Beth Phoenix was in the, um, was seen showing in the crowd, watching the match and, you know what I'm saying, supporting her husband and such. And, uh, man, it was, it was a really good joint, man. A really good joint, but a lot of good back and forth, man. Um, you had Edge with like this embarrassing priest just doing little like OG moves and you know what I'm saying just getting him out of his you know what I'm saying psyche and such man but uh it got it got Damian Priest tight you know what I'm saying it got him super tight um you had uh Damian Priest ended up throwing put doing the uh like the razor's edge to uh edge through the announcer's table and such man like he was trying to put he was trying to put edge down for real bro and it really had that main event, like, pay-per-view feel to it, man. Like, they were going at it, man. Definitely had the people invested. Especially you've seen Beth Phoenix face after Edge went through that table, bro. It was crazy, man. Um, You had the referee getting knocked out. So, Damian Priest, you know what I'm saying, tried to go grab some chairs and hit Edge with a, a concerto. But he ended up missing and um, hit his, hurt his hands and such. Then Edge ended up taking the bar off of the chair winning for that you know what I'm saying that signature cross face that he does with the bar and um once he got done with that yeah uh priest ended up um hitting edge with a piece of the chair but edge kicked out when the ref you know what I'm saying got you know what I'm saying got back and did with back 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 conscious and then he ended up hitting up with a oh man edge hit a Canadian destroyer in Canada come on great 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 pandering bro and he hit him with a spare for the win, man. And it ended up, um, it was a good win, man. But the show ended with Ripley and um, Ballard pulling up to attack uh, 
um, Edge until um, Beth Phoenix pulled up with a chair and they had Rhea Ripley, like Rhea Ripley was about to like wild out until they backed her down and was like, nah, chill, chill, that's Beth Phoenix, you gotta relax, Rhea, you gotta relax. Let, let them know, Buffalo Zone, Beth Phoenix, you know what I'm saying? You don't play with them Buffalonians. But uh, really good match, man. Hopefully this is gonna gears towards a cool three-on-three where we can finally get Rhea versus a woman in the ring, man, because she's been smoking all of these dudes. Let's finally see if you can, you know what I'm saying, do that to Beth Phoenix, you know what I'm saying? So that was going to be cool to see, man. Um, a lot of crazy moments through this match. We had Edge hitting that Hurricane Rana. That, that had me look, that was um, surprising, man. Um, you had the power bomb from Edge to the timekeepers um area that he did on priest that was crazy man it was a lot of heavy moves a lot of intense moves through this shit man but it was a really really good show man for real for real like edge and damian priest put on for the uh for toronto that night man shout out to edge putting on for his city man that was a that was a fire joint right there shout out to them man giving us pay-per-view worthy type matches on monday night raw week for week for week for week now this is four weeks in a row dog Four weeks in a row. H, you on it, bro. You are on it. You are on it. I can't wait for Clash at the Castle, dog. I really can't. Cause I gotta see this full card. Cause Seth, I Seth in like Seth and uh Riddle's gonna be nuts, bro. I already know Drew and Roman gonna be crazy. I can't see what carrying I tell you, I can't wait, man. I just can't wait. And with that being said, man, yo, thank y'all for um you know what I'm saying tuning in. I'm your boy Ari Starks, man. You can follow me at Ari Starks on all social media. Follow uh, the brand Get Your Bars Off podcast to follow um, Starks and Smarks. You know what I'm saying? Check us out on the Get Your Bars Off podcast, um, media sites and such like that. Oh, man. Like I said, a lot of great wrestling going down right now, man. I can't wait to see what's going forward for this next couple weeks. But yo, I will be back with y'all on another show, man. This is Starks. Ari Starks, man. It's another Starks and Smart show. Y'all.